welcome to KPMG's latest podcast. Today, we'll be diving into a topic that holds significant weight in the world of corporate governance, and that's the review of the 2023 proxy season. I'm joined by Sophie, our Head of Investor Engagement here at KPMG, and we'll explore the key insights and trends from this year's AGM season in the UK. Sophie, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. So the proxy season is a crucial time for shareholders to voice their opinions, to vote on important matters and to influence company decisions. So Sophie, what were the highlights and takeaways from the 2023 season? Climate activism and the increasing rigor of institutional investors were some of the standout features of this year's AGM season. Uh, And all that with the cost of living crisis in the backdrop. Um, with economies cooling down and the cost of capital increasing, we've seen both activist shareholders and institutional investors refocus on the financials and, and really look to push boards to improve margins and increase capital efficiency. The, the cost of living has also heightened investors' attention to executive pay increases, uh, and the share remuneration reports that received significant opposition has continued to rise. Uh, and actually in the FTSE 100, one in five of those resolutions were contested. Uh, interestingly, though, uh, I've heard some investors say that the 2023 season hasn't been that exciting. Uh, it's actually been relatively quiet, uh, and investors attribute that to the power of engagement, uh, which is not reflected in the votes. Uh, so ha- some have said that companies are actually getting a lot better at engaging with their shareholders. Uh, as I, and as I'm sure many of you of our listeners will know, what happens in the two, three months leading up to the AGM is where real engagement happens behind closed doors. Uh, and for some, it's a, le- it's a year-round exercise as they work with companies to promote long-term shareholder value. For investors, voting is only one facet of their stewardship responsibilities. Having said that, voting is a really crucial tool for them to signal support or not for corporate behavior. Uh, Many will be aware that investors are under increasing pressure to evidence their stewardship here in the UK. Uh, And there's a big tension there between voting to evidence stewardship and creating real value. Thanks, Sophie. I think if the investors say that the 23 season hasn't been very exciting. I guess the companies would actually be quite pleased about that. But have there been any other themes out there? And certainly one of the themes of the last few years has been ESG. Is that still high on the agenda? Absolutely. In terms of other themes, climate and diversity are the two that had the most airtime. Uh, Investors continue to see the need for high quality and diverse boards. Uh, And often the G in ESG is seen as the key to unlock the door if you want to solve the climate crisis. Uh, And the investment industry is grappling with a a growing number of issues, and the G is often the tool that is selected to tackle those issues. So the vast majority of voting has been on governance matters. In recent years, we've seen a growing focus from investors on engaging with companies on ESG issues. Uh, Investors are increasingly demanding that companies disclose more information about their ESG practices uh, and really take steps to address their ESG risks. Climate activism and climate protests at AGMs have generated a lot of press coverage, uh, but overall we've seen a reduction in the number of climate proposals. For those companies that did face a shareholder proposal, uh, we saw an overall decrease in the, num- in the support level for climate activists. Now that's not unexpected, uh, and it reflects the results of the dialogue between investors uh, and boards over the last few years. Uh, thanks, Sophie. Uh, you mentioned earlier that the tension that exists between investors voting to evidence good stewardship versus actually creating real value. Uh, and we often hear frustrations from corporates with, with proxy advisors. How big do you think their role really is? 
Yeah, that's right. The the tension gets really felt by companies. Um, I often hear that many FTSE chairs are frustrated with the state of stewardship in the UK and, and more specifically with proxy advisors who advise investors on how to vote at AGMs. Um, there's actually a really good report published by the FRC in June this year on the use of uh, proxy advisors. And essentially it shows that while proxy advisors definitely have a role to play, uh, it's not as big as companies sometimes feel it is. Uh, most large institutional investors will have their own voting policies and what the proxy advisors recommend is only one of the inputs. They don't blindly follow it. In the UK and in other markets as well, we have actually are seeing an increase in the decoupling of proxy advisor recommendation and uh, vote results. Um, so, so what does that mean? So for example, where a proxy advisor recommends voting against a resolution, but shareholders actually vote in favour. Uh, so this trend really highlights how investors are increasingly relying on their own voting policies. What the, the FRC's research concluded is that while there is some evidence of correlation between negative voting recommendations and voting outcomes, uh, it appears to be less excessive than some believe. Uh, a vote of 20% or more against a resolution relating to director elections or remuneration occurred in only half of the cases where one or both of ISS and Glass-Lewis had made a recommendation back in 2022 when the research was done. Uh, but this increases to 77% uh, when both of them make the same recommendation. Uh, it also noted that there doesn't appear to be many notable differences in voting behavior based on the size of the investor or the choice of proxy advisor. So interestingly, the research also compared behaviors of investors with a UK-based team um, to those without a UK-based team. And what transpired is that those that didn't have a UK presence tended to vote in line with their proxy advisors. But I think what, what's really important here is to keep in mind that everyone is working under pressure during the AGM season. Uh, and that includes companies, investors, and proxy advisors. Uh, I've heard examples where there is less than 14 calendar days between when AGM papers are sent by the company to shareholders and when the shareholders have to submit their voting instructions. And as you know, the AGM season is very condensed with a lot of AGMs taking place in a very short period of time. So inevitably, these conditions contribute to frustrations on all sides. Um, be it the behaviors of other parties uh, and also for companies that their AGM resolutions just don't get the level of attention they believe they deserve. Um, but as I said earlier, many companies will seek to engage well ahead of the AGM with proxy advisors uh, and major shareholders. Uh, the FRC found that just over 60% of companies that responded to their survey had attempted to engage uh, with proxy advisors in advance of the AGM season. Uh, and of those that did, 96% had engaged on remuneration compared to 23% on board composition and ESG issues. Thanks, Sophie. And, and what about the ESG rating agencies? There's been a lot of press, not all positive uh, uh, about them recently. Yeah, a lot of politicians and journalists have been expressing their is frustrations with ESG ratings and calling out their approach to rate companies. There are probably two big areas that cause frustrations with these ratings. Uh, so first is methodologies, uh, which are often very opaque, and many rating agencies will have very different scores for the same company. Second is that in some cases there are conflicts of interest. Uh, so some rating providers will sell ratings and indices to the same investor clients. Uh, some will even also sell consultancy services to help corporates improve their own ratings. 
Uh, it's worth taking a step back, though, as there's a lot of confusion as to what the ratings are trying to achieve. So in most cases, the scores are not designed to measure corporate performance or carbon emission or pollution. Uh, instead, the raters measure how well a company is managing their own environmental, social and governance risks. Um, so one example that uh, often comes up in the press is, uh, is Tesla. Uh, so last time I checked, uh, Tesla had the lowest ESG score amongst the top five US car manufacturers, and that's despite its mission to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. It's worth noting, though, that most investors primarily use ESG rating agencies as a so source of data rather than relying on the rating itself to inform voting decisions. Many have their own in-house risk models that will be adapted to their own investment approach. Thanks, Sophie. Some some really interesting themes uh, coming out there. I'm sure we could continue talking about this for uh, for a while yet, but un unfortunately, we have run out of time in today's podcast. It's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. I guess my key takeaways from what we've covered today is firstly, um, engagement with shareholders outside of the AGM season is, is a very powerful tool. And I think that that then uh, contributes to a, a quieter AGM season. Uh, secondly, ESG continues to be a focus area, although there, there remains confusion and I guess some some inconsistency around some, some of the underlying data uh, that, that's emerging there. And finally, while proxy advisors continue to be an important resource for investors, their influence does appear to be less extensive than some might actually believe. We've got many more great guests in future episodes who are passionate about good governance, ESG and technology. So please do subscribe to our podcast to get alerted when new episodes are published. Thank you and goodbye for now. We can endlessly debate about our future. But now is the time to stop talking and start doing. ESG, environmental, social and governance, embeds positive impact into our actions, not just around climate change, but the whole fabric of society. At KPMG, we have the knowledge, ability and experience to guide business leaders to drive real change. ESG is now. Are you with us? Search KPMG ESG to find out more.